0: what up though this is knockouts and three counts but before we bring you another episode of podcast gold let me tell you about the homies over at Michigan's finest do you ever find yourself trying to get yourself together and thinking man this is gonna be a great night but I'm looking for that little extra something something well check out our friends at Michigan finest if you are in the medical marijuana rec- recreational marijuana concentrates vapes anything of that sort, Michigan's Finest has got you covered, and as you can see here, it's all easily done by their website. It's all curbside, and you'll be in and out in two minutes, and they're family-owned and operated, so customer service is their number one goal. And now, since they are rocking with knockouts and three counts, use the code KO3MF. Yes, that's KO3MF. You get 10% off your entire order, but that doesn't exclude featured items, and items that are already on sale, but if you use that code, you're getting 10% off your items, and I promise you, either if you're looking for that big knockout, or you're ready to hit the sheets for that three count, Michigan's Finest will get you together, tell them knockouts and three counts sent you, and I promise you, you're going to be having a great night, peace.
1: This is the Ring of Honor,
2: a.k.a. Shane T, boy, the baddest champion you ever seen, boy, this is
0: Michigan!
2: Anderson. This is good old JR. Jim Rock, and you are listening. You're listening to Knockouts and Three Counts. Pover! We got it! a world champion! That will be one, <laughs> one of the craziest knockouts I've ever seen in my life! Knockouts and Three Counts is a podcast meeting to the real deal! Knockouts and Three Counts starts now.
0: Up, no, it is sad but true. We're gonna be in the motherfucking building. Metallica Pantera Five Finger Death Punch, it's gonna be a banger, and I can't wait till November of next year. That is, but uh, <laughs> all I know is that shit is gonna be a banger. If any of you guys are looking forward to checking out this Five Finger Death Punch Metallica Pantera fucking collaboration. And you don't want to hear about some pro wrestling and MMA. You're in the right place, J Bone, Corey. How the fuck are you, Chris? I see in the comments. You know the drill. If you all are watching this, please share it, like it, comment. All those. We appreciate
1: you. Oh, hanging in there, man. Hanging in there on this uh, lovely Thursday. Excited for some fights. Uh, You know these these weeks off in the UFC, man. You you know we're so spoiled with these weeks. You know, week to week to week cards. That uh, once you get one week off, man, you get that itch going. And uh, we got a good fight ahead of us this weekend. Not only in the main event, but a solid card up and down. Uh, it's what you like to see. UFC finally getting their way out of the apex and uh, building up a card for uh, for fuck's sake. But uh, <laughs> other than that, what about you, J-Bone? How you doing, man?
2: You know. I'm just ready for the chill weekend, man. Watch these fights. I'm fucking pumped about the Metallica thing. Like, it's, I know it's a year, literally a year away, but fuck. If, if, I mean, how do you not get hyped for something like that? Metallica, Pantera, our buddies at Five Finger Death Punch. I mean, come on, dude. Yeah. Let's fucking go, right? All good. I, thing.
0: This is going to be a banger, dude. Like, straight up. There's, like, no other way to put this. I'm looking forward to this shit. It is going to be a banger. My dad would be losing his we,
2: mind. We we were pretty sore uh, after all the concerts over the past summer, dude. You, <laughs> let's not get too close this time, all right? right? Let's. Uh, by that time... Uh, we'll, yeah, I just yeah, want well, to hear for
0: the record, and Corey can attest to it. Out of everybody that went with us to I, I Prevail, I was the only one that ended up in the motherfucking Mosh
1: <laughs> <there you laughs> <was>, uh, Pit. yeah. <laughs> I thought about it but you know I've had my fair share of those uh those lovely times in the pit
2: and uh well we
0: won't be nearly close enough for the pit this no. time.
1: <laughs> we'll, yeah. be,
2: we'll be a year older <laughs> at the time and we're going to be a little wiser and we're going to know our limits, all right? Just Sure. Well uh we'll not get You know,
0: I, I think you're speaking more yourself and speaking that into existence cuz I remember I, you were I the one dancing now. down Fremont Street with margaritas. This is true.
2: You can't take me anywhere. What am I talking about, okay. <laughs> dude? This guy was like trying to do the walk
0: down the thing, throwing his hands up and everything with the fucking margarita. I had a
2: margarita. And I, did, all, I heard. I heard a bunch of badass like early '90s rock and roll music from what was that band? Spandex Express or something? Spandex Nation. <laughs> Spandex Nation. And I just walk up on a badass concert. I was like, hey. We're in Vegas. I'm not going to lie. That
0: was pretty fucking cool. Like we had just just left the homies over at the nerd bar, dude. And then these dudes were like just banging them out. It was awesome,
2: (laughs) dude. I fucking put down a fucking 32 ounce margarita and peed for the next two, three hours. It was great. (laughs) I love Vegas.
0: And then we went into a story that will never be told on there. (laughs) Hey, not everything leaves Vegas. All right. Yeah, that's definitely that's definitely uh keeping its ass in Vegas for sure. For sure. But uh with that being said, wrestling and MMA, man, um yeah, we I haven't got to talk about Survivor season. Series yet. How are y'all feeling about Survivor Series? I have to say, I was uh I was pleasantly surprised with what we saw quite frankly. I'm not mad at it. Uh shout out to past guests of the show and your new United States Champion, Theory, uh is out here doing things out here. I mean, we were telling you that a few years ago, but uh Austin Theory getting the win, you know, and we had war games, you know. If you guys go back and check it out, make sure you hit the subscribe button. You can hear our, you know, fantasy picked war games teams with MMA guys and pro wrestlers and you know, J-Bone might have won the men's one. I'll just throw that out there. But women's one, I'm going to crush him. My team's going to crush his ass. Go back and check that out. But, J-Bone, how are you feeling about Survivor Series? I had to watch it on the replay since I was at RPW Right.
2: I got to watch it live, dude. And I must say, honestly, the buildup for that, like the pre-show, the, the SmackDown before, everything was re- really properly built to WarGames, and it made it feel very important. You know what I mean? They opened it with that women's war games match. Is, I actually I was just checking the times. I didn't really think about it, but the women's match went longer than the men's. So that, that's something that's something to write home about for the women. But that pay-per-view up and down, dude, the whole was great. Tons of great matches. I was surprised at some of the outcomes. But uh top to bottom, dude, great, great card for me. I enjoyed the hell out of it. You say you're surprised look. with some of
1: the outcomes. Which uh, which match surprised you guys the most?
2: The theory thing. I'll be honest. <laughs> look, man. I Look, Austin Theory's cool. I just The whole direction with the whole Vince McMahon thing kind of threw me off and really threw me away from that. But then the way he cashed in, just a waste of a cash-in just to get that same title back that he cashed in on, which who the hell cashes in for the U.S. title anyway. None of that made sense to me, so I feel like they almost owe it to him, you know what I mean? But I do dig the new, like, persona he's got. He's got the beard, and he's kind of aggressive now. Like, I dig that. Good for him.
0: Well, dude, so that's a lot like what we saw back in his evolved days. Like, I mean, he was a young, cocky kid, but he was a young, cocky kid because he was really talented, even for being really young, and he knew he was good. So, yeah. I mean, even though he was a cocky kid back then, he was talking shit because he was knew he was good. He's in the main event and got Paul Heyman putting him over before the guy gets into WWE, and now look where he's at. Um, I agree with you. I definitely think uh, Austin Theory has been uh, really turning shit up, even if it's just for the last few weeks. He's definitely been uh, one of the high points on Raw for sure. Um, as far as Survivor Series, I would say... As far as surprising wins, um, I really kind of thought that AJ was gonna get a win over Finn. Um, I really thought he was gonna get a win over Finn because I feel like Judgment Day has been kind of getting the best of the OC now for a little bit. Mm-hmm. But, uh, as far as war games though, dude, look, the women went out there and did the damn thing. Um, but I gotta say, the layers and everything that was in the men's war games though, dude. And then to have Sammy, you know, and KO kind of square off and you didn't know if he was going to help his old friend or stick true to the bloodline, then then Sammy pulled the line that I've been telling people for a while. It wasn't a kick to the dick, but he got <laughs> him with the old uppercut to the Johnson. And the next thing you know, KO's fallen, falls at Sammy's feet. He sets him up for Jey Uso, and the bloodline are victorious in uh, war games. I think eventually that's going to lead to something. I mean at this point, who knows, man? It might be Solo Solo Sokola that gets tired of Sammy Zayn when originally he was the one vouching
2: for him. So, all in all, man, um what do you think of that that great crowd pop we got when uh Jay Uso hugged Sammy at the end there? <laughs> well, dude, <laughs> we've talked They're about, they about they it before. They just give each other the hug. The crowd loved
0: it, dude. Well, we've um, talked about it for a while, dude. Like, the Sami Zayn thing, even if it's not, like, the most serious thing in the world, might be the thing that people are enjoying the most yeah. out of WWE it's, for quite oh, a while. <laughs> like, when you got a crowd full of 10,000 people, scream, you know, chanting, uh, Uzi, I mean, come on, bro. Like, still Halloween That's, over here. Are y'all <laughs> feeling Usi out here right now? Or if you guys I'm are feeling Usi, let us know it, in the comments.
1: It's so crazy to me, right, as the... the quote-unquote outsider's perspective. I always talk about it like that, but it, it really is true, right? Like, I see this stuff, and I'm not following as hardcore as most of the wrestling fans, so I got a different perspective on it. And for me, I haven't been following detail for detail and stuff like that with the whole Sami Zayn thing on his rise up, but, man, talk about, like, somebody who, in my eyes, came out of nowhere to be such a fan favorite that he is at the point now. Like, when, I, when you kind of first introduced me to a couple of these pay-per-views and stuff throughout the last, you know, two years or whatever now, Kyle, I, every time I would see him, I was like, man, he is just, like, that's the cringiest-ass, like, character that they could come up with, huh? Like, and then he's just playing it up. He's got, like, the long hair and, the, you know, like, he he looks, yeah. like, scruffed and I, almost like a cokehead, right? Like, he almost looks coke-out <laughs> or some shit, right? You know what I'm saying, uh, though, right? like, I get I'm it. Not, I'm with you. I get it, I'm but not a, you know, and then like for him to, if like, anybody clips this...
0: anything, it's going to be Sami Zayn, the
1: cokehead. <laughs> hey, all right, cool. Ah, but fuck. to see where he's at right now, to see this like rise in, in fanfare and stardom and stuff, like it is genuinely such a surprise for me from the outsider's perspective because I was like dude this guy seems like the crazy guy from up the block from when i was a kid you know like for it to be like he's now like this giant star in wwe with this character that he's built for off of this he hasn't really seemed like he's changed too much since from when i initially seen him either it's like people are really buying into the craziness that he's putting out there it's
2: it's, well that that, that's the thing about him he's and kyle you know you've watched sammy for years same thing with kevin owens these guys literally are geniuses when it comes to creative in their own characters you know i mean they just never really have the chance i mean don't mean to put it all on vince but it's all vince mcmahon's fault they he handcuffs these guys and they don't get a chance to really get out there and and show their creative and i think sammy's getting a chance to do that finally and it's paying off dude because it's it's highly entertaining highly entertaining well and i mean what makes it what makes it so Awesome is Corey, you speak to
0: you know what you've seen, you know, since he's been doing this, but anyone who knows anything about Sami Zayn, I mean, from El Generico to what we saw in NXT to what we've seen him do on the main roster to you know what he's doing now. I mean, this just shows all the layers of Sami Zayn. And anyone that knows anything about him knows he goes by the master strategist for a reason. So don't think that that crazy bastard doesn't have his wheels turning. And at some point is going to plot a way <laughs> for him to come out roses.
1: That's all that's I'm sure. Sure. He seems like a guy that definitely has yes. some wheels turning. I don't know if the rubber's meeting the pavement or not, or if he's just spinning those wheels for no good reason, but apparently right now those wheels are turning in, in motion. That's for sure. So They're to rolling to the bank.
2: How do you, how does it pay off? Like it's got to come to a head somewhere. And, To your
1: point, Kyle, like how you had initially even brought it up, I feel like even like the wrestling hardcores, like your guys, like yourselves, you guys got to almost preference it. Like, oh well, it's not so serious. Like he, you know, he's playing games in there, but doing well. And it's like, so what? To your point, what's the payoff at the end? It's like with all this popularity and fandom and stuff that he's gaining, is he going to be the one to take it off a Roman or some, you know, like crazy thing like that? Or is it just like now you have another fan favorite in the background that you can pull in on these pay-per-views and stuff like that and put in big matches? I I
0: think eventually he's going to take his big grand shot at Roman and probably fail. But, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if KO gets in his ear again because remember how they left it. KO was like, I'm not even mad. Now everybody's seeing what I've been seeing for 20 years. And I mean, he goes, how can I be mad when I've stabbed you in the back? How many times? So I don't know. Now, All let, I know. Let ahead. me
2: ask you this, man. I mean, you know, you, you've watched wrestling your whole life. You know how to book these things. What would, how would you do it? Like how, what would be the final? I don't want to say final. Cause this thing could go on for a long time, but what would be the straw to break the bloodline? to finally show, okay, Sammy's going for his goal, dude. I think Sammy should go, like, full mole.
0: Like, he's already infiltrated the bloodline. Like,
1: go, like, first 48 style, start snitching on some insider information. I mean, there's nothing to, like, not
0: necessarily snitch on him, but what I mean is more in a sense of, like, eventually... You know, we've seen him talk down to Sammy all throughout the whole thing. So, what if eventually Sammy says, Fuck this. I'm tired. You know, you guys want to talk to me like I'm stupid. And then he just drops the little hints in there about reminding people about him being the master strategist and all those kind of things. You know, and then when the time is right, you know, what if, what if, what if Sami Zayn, you know, wins the Royal Rumble or wins? money in the bank let him win the money in the bank if he if he holds on to the belt in the next year let him win money in the bank and then have him say well i got the i got the money in the bank now i've got the money in the bank so nobody's going to take the title off you the title's never going to leave the bloodline Mm -hmm. and then i don't know what if ko comes creeping back in and you know gets in sammy's ear and when sammy thinks the time's right and tries to cash in
2: Jay turns around and it's like,
0: I told you this motherfucker was a mole. <laughs> yeah.
2: There yeah. you go. Think, bingo it's going to come down to something like that. I think we're going to see Sammy be faced with like, okay, dude, here's your chance. And even so it could be even maybe he sneaks his way into you know the Royal rumble and potentially eliminates one of the bloodline guys to, to throw something off. Or maybe he sneaks into a triple threat match and, and has his chance to pin Roman. You know what I mean? Like, it's going to come to a head where he's got to really make a choice. And I think that was the first little layer of that at war games.
0: Oh, sure. I don't think we're going to see him like full on, like blow it up like anytime soon, but I'm telling you, eventually Sammy's going to get tired of playing in the background and he's going to let him think that he's just riding the coattails and then he's going to shoot his shot. Or
2: even if he crashes and burns. Here's another way. Maybe we can, this is how we could get more heat on the bloodline and Sammy more so be a better baby face. Maybe Sammy is loyal and they just eventually say, hey, dude, we know what you're up to. And they whoop his ass and just make you feel so bad and crush him. And he disappears for a while and then comes back and he's this big time baby face. And maybe he takes a shot at Roman. Maybe he wins the Rumble, like you said. I mean, I could see him stomping him out and then
0: having him come back and come back to KO and be like, look, bro, you were right let's get these bastards. At I know how get to get the them. at least get the tag. Well, right. Title. But that's why I had the idea of the mole thing, right? Like let him be the mole from the inside and then let him start to crack them. Like, you know, let him. you know, Oh, I got the money in the bank. But then, you know, when he finally turns, you know, do it in one big thing and have him and KO try to just take down the bloodline as a whole. Yeah. Let, you yeah. know, you already kind of got the seeds with solo, you know, think, you know, kind of seeming like he knows something that we don't from the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, let yeah, him infiltrate from, he's a little from curious the curious already. Dude.
2: Could so you imagine KO case and Sami
0: Zayn as the tag champs?
2: That'd be awesome. I'd and then it. have Sami
0: take <laughs> his shot at Roman? I mean, I don't think he's the person to take the belt off him. I mean, I'm just saying this is all just a spitball. But
2: yeah. we're using the old pedencil.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I got the tonight. Somebody pulled out the Sharpener tonight. Yeah, Yeah, Sammy was
0: pulling out his Sharpie when he had to sign another check. His shit is rolling to the bank right now. And if you're rolling to the bank, check out the sponsors at G3 Payroll and Tax. Get your motherfucking taxes together with G3 Payroll and Tax. Tell Jack and the boys that Knockouts and 3-Counts sent you. And then you can use that 10% off code at Michigan's Finest and then tell them we sent you there, too. But like I said, make sure you check them out. They'll get you together and get you right for tax season. All right, you know who else is rolling into the bank right now? MJF. <laughs> and man, he sent William Regal rolling away on a stretcher, bro. So, uh, J Bone, I want to give, I want to get your thoughts on this, man. What what did you think of uh, MJF? what did you think of the Triple B,
2: bro? The big Burberry hey, belt. I dig it, dude. I like the belt. I think it's awesome. If it's I'm not gonna fitting, lie, that bitch was pretty crispy. It's fitting, <laughs> and who better than the cocky bastard like MJF to fucking present it? You know what I mean? The thing with Regal, man. I Tony Sabati, hated it. <laughs> I I really would have liked to see Regal be, you know that that advocate with MJF. I think that would have fit well. he don't need him. Because MGF don't no, need no, him. He don't need nobody. He don't need him at all. But who better than than Lord William Regal? But if the rumors are true from what I'm reading, and I don't know if it's to be true, but is he potentially headed back to WWE? Who, Regal? Yeah. I Last I read, his contract is nearly up at the end of this, at the end of December, is what I'm reading. And he's potentially headed back to WWE. That could be a stupid, you know, dirt sheet rumor mill thing, but... I've I mean, read it, so. everything's
0: always an option, but I mean, I'm not, we've talked about this before. I don't, I don't put too much stock into the shit that you read over there. I mean, we'll see what happens with Regal. I mean, Regal is an asset anywhere he goes. Anywhere um, he goes. Here's the question. Do you think that Regal, do you think that that Regal thing went too long on AEW? Cause I definitely think he was trying to like lull the people in, yeah, but do you think yeah. it was too long?
2: It, it happens, I guess, I man. You can't get them every time, but. Yeah, I think it did go a little long, but it's all good, man. But I, the way I... they
0: tied it up and the way he he quoted the email at the end.
2: Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm going to leave you with the same words
0: you left me with seven years ago. <laughs> yeah,
2: no, it was good storytelling, man. I mean, MJF only like
0: employs pro athletes and g- world-class talent. When you become those, send me your stuff.
2: that's great storytelling right there dude that's what you love to see in wrestling
0: that was dope i mean if you were gonna put regal out to send him out on a stretcher and then to have danielson ride with him in the back of the ambulance dude i mean that was some money and i mean if he's headed back to wwe you know before we switch over to the mma side of things um who do you think some of the biggest winners have been as far as uh you know wwe goes is since triple h has been back
2: Hmm. you mean like main roster wise or are we talking nxt or what are we talking just anywhere whatever
0: i mean you could use what you want but obviously probably
2: main roster well hmm that's a good question that's a hell of a question kyle thanks (laughs) i'm gonna say honestly i feel like seth rollins dude has gotten a lot more creative with his shit I mean, we already know he's a creative genius anyway, and he's always doing well. But I feel like Rollins is is still, I mean, in my opinion, he's the best thing on Raw. He's, and he's still like adding layers to his character. He's still getting better and better and better. You know I mean? I feel like that's one of the dudes that needs that creative control, not complete control, but creative mind to like say, hey, here's where I want to go with my character Here's what I want to get to. You know what I mean? I think Rollins is getting bro. When
0: he told Theory, shut up and let him sing. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Shut him up in mid-sentence. Shut up and let him sing. Yeah. Dude, like Seth Rollins has been a G (laughs) for a long time. The guy, the guy, win or lose, he's one of those guys that
2: that's a guy that just doesn't need to be cuffed. You know what I mean? You just need to let him kind of go out there and do his thing, man. Because he knows how to he knows how to reel him in. That's a dude you don't want, Hank. I mean,
0: you're not wrong. And then when you take into the fact of like what him and Lashley were able to do for theory, dude, like, yeah, Seth dude. Rollins is going to be money for a long time. But I think, uh, I'm hoping in 2023, we kind of see more of a rise back to prominence, uh, for Seth Rollins. Um, do you got one on the female end
2: of things? Uh, Rhea Ripley. I think she's, yeah, I think that's the yeah, obvious dude, choice. That's a, that's huge right now. She's, I mean, the whole character the, with the Judgment Day. We already, we already, you already know where that's going. But she is yeah. money,
0: bro. And then when they really yeah. insert her back into the women's
2: title picture, anybody yeah. that says she's not an immediate threat, you're an idiot. She was she a huge wild card in in the War Games match. She came in there and dominated. she had
0: more experience than anybody else in it.
2: Yeah, she's. It was yeah. Her presence alone just makes every everything Dude, she was
0: stacking them chicks up like cornwood bro <laughs> yeah. yeah i'm just saying she was stacking them chicks up like a body bag with one so, of the, one of
2: the best better attempted pins in wrestling if you ask me so
0: all right uh if i got to pick some i would say um theory would be my pick uh as far as the men have gone because you know when vince went away he kind of like dipped down And then, Mm -hmm. you know, ever since he's kind of come back with his new attitude after the failed cash in. I like it, dude. I've said since we had him on the show a few years ago, like that guy is the future of WWE once he gets in there. And I mean, you talk about the stereotypical WWE guy, but like that kid's got money written all over him. As far as guys, I think I think he's the he could be the next one up as long as it continues to keep going as it it is now.
2: Um, As far as the women... Sheamus, too, for me. I meant to say that earlier. Sorry. Keep going.
0: Yeah, I mean, Sheamus Sheamus is a G, dude. At this point, he's going to be a Hall of Famer at some point. I mean, if you're being honest, he's going to be a Hall of Famer when you look at his overall resume. And uh, what they did with the Brawling Brutes versus the Bloodline with Drew McIntyre and KO, I mean, again... I enjoyed the war games, the men's war games match. Um, as far as the women go, it's kind of hard not to say it's Rhea Ripley. I mean, from what she's doing into the ring to the fact that they showed up on Rey Mysterio's doorstep and beat the <laughs> shit out of him at his own house on Thanksgiving. Like,
2: yeah, that was like, awesome. dude,
0: <laughs> that's about as savage as it gets. I'm just saying, you whip this man's house in his own foyer on Thanksgiving. So that's pretty wild no.
2: Dominic said it was because he already had his Christmas tree up. He wasn't having that shit. It wasn't even the end of November. No Christmas trees and before December. Yeah, oh. his Christmas tree up, bro. That, that shit don't fly for Dominic Mysterio. So. Yeah, apparently
0: not. I, uh... <laughs> but yeah, those would be my two big ones, man. I, uh... As far as names that have really stuck out, I would say those would be the ones. That are there, but I'm genuinely I gotta say, I was saying this to uh, Somebody last night though I will say this, out of the WrestleManias that I've been to Out of state, I'm probably more excited for this
1: one Than any of them Is it just because of the whole rock thing Or is it because of the takeover with Triple H or is it a combination uh, of both? I think a
0: combination it... of the bo- I think it's a combination of the both okay. uh, I mean, that'd be cool But I really just feel like the storylines That we're going to get headed up to Wrestlemania Are going to be a lot better
2: with Triple H, I feel like so. Um, I feel like the Royal Rumble is really going to show us where we're going. The R- I think you're going to see the Royal, Royal Rumble, Rumble be a big influx anxiety, of new people. Dude. Yeah. When, when, Royal when do they run Rumble
1: again?
2: January twenty eighth. January twenty eighth. That's when I will win both of those belts. <laughs> again.
0: they motherfuckers are staying where they Mine's, at. You know they what? stay where they at.
2: Mine's back there in that room, in that room right there. It's all right. You can keep one, but I'm keeping the other
1: one back there. Hopefully this year I don't get stuck with both, like,
2: the prop <laughs> characters. You know, like, I get it. Hey, like, I, what I, if I you – yeah, History shows show. you got – Who would you get last year? You had Johnny Knoxville. You had Bad Bunny. Maybe you're going to get Logan Paul. Yeah, there we go.
0: For I don't sure know. He when, tore his sure ACL,
2: remember? Mm, yeah. <laughs> so what, a, what a return it would be for him to go into the run. What if he gets old Cody Rhodes? Let's hope not.
0: Yeah, I know, right? Let's hope not. Then I might lose a belt. Fuck that! Mm-hmm. Ain't nobody trying to lose a belt. Um, But with that being said, it's... uh, I don't know, man. It's uh, interesting to see how we play out. Yeah, but for me mainly, those are the two reasons I'm uh, looking forward to this WrestleMania. Now... To say it's the one that I'm most excited for is a little rough, though, because with Austin having his what may may have been at this point his last match, because I keep hearing he might get back in the ring, so I was pretty uh, I was pretty hyped and excited for that. So I can't say I wasn't really excited for this one. Uh, But as far as like from a a show from like show like top to bottom standpoint, I feel like we're gonna get a really solid card come this Wrestlemania I feel like by the time everything shakes out I feel like I feel like we're gonna have better stories headed into the first Wrestlemania knock on wood but I kind of am hoping that that's what we're gonna see out of this year's Wrestlemania
2: you gotta I I wanna know if you got an early Rumble winner I know it's early I know it's early but if you had to pick one now you got one in mind hmm Rhea Ripley wins the women's rumble. I like that. I already picked my women's one a couple months ago, so I got to stick with it.
0: Rhea Ripley wins the women's rumble, unless she's already in the title picture. Um, As far as the men's rumble, uh, I don't know. I really feel like... What if The Rock wins it? I'd (laughs) love it.
2: God, could you imagine the freaking craziness if The Rock shows up in the rumble? The Rock That'd just shows wild. up
0: as somebody's about to walk out, smacks the shit out of some guy, and takes his spot and then wins the, the Rumble?
2: The freaking world would stand still if The Rock showed up in the Royal Rumble.
1: Yeah, there'd I... Be a, uh, there'd be a hell of a way to uh, rationalize the return and stuff, too, you know? Like, oh, I came in to take what's mine. I know this is the cl- the clearest way to it, type of, you know? Well, yeah. right,
0: and the thing is, dude, The Rock's completely believable that he could, like, come in and win the fucking thing. Like he's yeah. a big enough name that he doesn't. You don't have to see him win a he's bunch a of big matches. Enough
1: body. What do you mean, big enough name? He's a big enough body, bro. Have you're you not wrong him, there either. The guy's like a
0: fucking Samoan tank.
1: I mean, fuck, dude. He's big. Like, he might make these,
0: Roman look small out here, bro. Yeah,
1: you see some of these big guys in there, and you're like, damn, you know, like you think they're big, and then you see his uh, like. Veins sticking out of his freaking temple and shit, and you're like, Oh, yeah, all right, there's levels. Guy's got a
2: whole fucking, his whole fucking calf is one big vein. It's ridiculous, dude. That's why you got to drink that Zoa energy drink. It makes you get all Or is it the Termana tequila, bro? Oh, that too. Yeah, (laughs) that definitely makes you get veiny. Absolutely. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I just I just want to throw out there i bought one of those energy drinks from the uh lovely dollar tree so apparently they're they're selling really well cuz they work their way into dollar tree
2: and uh now it a that, it was,
0: for terramana
2: no, no not for the, the energy drink no, for the wait a minute. Drinks, listen, but, if there's dollar terramana oh, tequila let me get i I'm up like damn out. his tequila's no, doing that the, bad I'll back the truck up right to the back door just throw it in the I truck i believe it
1: was if I'm not mistaken, an uh, orange flavored one. And I was not impressed. Uh, not really? a fan.
2: Yeah. I tried the pineapple, trying thing, bro. I the coconut. It was great. Really? Yeah. Let's right. have a little Terramana. You're all set for
0: the night. <laughs> it's perfect. The, see, I knew it had to be mixed with a Terramana. But with that being said, bro, when are we getting some wings so we can do like this taste testing on this hot sauce? If you're a fat ass, eat Would it all. You- You
1: better hurry up before that original uh, OG spice is gone. Fool! I've been telling you let's do
0: it as soon as you got
1: it. it. (laughs) it. What the fuck? I even said it on air. I was like, when you get it, we're
0: going to do a Dustin Poirier hot sauce tasted and shit. And then I never got to try no hot sauce. Although, (laughs) uh, at the same time, my stomach might be mad at me for it. But, for your
1: viewing pleasure, I'll... See if don't my stomach eat. survives. You guys all get to see me sweat from one bite of hot sauce. I, It'll I'll be eat, like an episode I, of Hot Ones. I can ones. eat a whole damn bottle of hot sauce. It doesn't matter. But I'm, I'll be sweating off one bite. It doesn't matter. <laughs> it doesn't, I don't get it. Dude's dripping not sweat. bad, uh, his chicken bad
2: huh? Yeah. A, a different uh, No, it's, it's just style like a drip. Forehead.
1: It isn't my body. It's my literally just my face. My face gets like instantly dripping sweat. Like instant. And I'm like, all right. Got he's push like the it, shit you see in the an cartoon. cartoons and stuff. <laughs> yeah, man, it's, it's, literally, it's, it's like the level. shit you see in the cartoons. So, yeah, get ready for that, boys.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of dripping sweat, you know, that that's the thing that you do at weigh ins, man. We were talking about it before we went on the air, man. It looks like Joe the party oh. is over here, like making friends mm. again. Yeah,
1: yeah it seems like he had. Um, how do I word that Uh, a potentially abrasive personality when we had him on the show, right? Like I didn't mind him. He was definitely cool with me and stuff, but uh, that being said, I could see where he may run into uh, people that may not like that type of attitude that he brings. And that being said, it seems like we found one of those in uh, his opponent for this uh, icon fight coming up this weekend. I Let's mean, shout-out so.
0: to the party going to war over there for old Jorge Masvidal. I mean, I'm sure Masvidal can get down with a little banging, but yeah, man. He's just testy before the fight, but I mean, uh, shout-out to Joe the Party. Good luck in your fight. Uh, we'll have to see if how that one fares out.
1: If he still nah. has a fight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: Masvidal man. ain't stopping a fight for that.
1: Yeah, but if I'm not mistaken, in that video, it looked like Masvidal was the one in the little bucket hat there. And uh, it looked like he was kind of also shoving him around a little bit. And I know if I'm the promoter and I'm like, dude, you think you're going to like literally come up in here and just because I'm set, scheduled to fight somebody. You think I won't pay the other dude his fucking show money and tell you you can't do shit, get yeah, the fuck out of here? Because that's, you know, not that's a good what look. I would yeah.
2: do. Not a good <laughs> yeah. look.
0: Corey said he ain't playing no games. Well, we'll see what goes down at Icon FC uh, from Ore Masvidal. All right, dude. It's been kind of quiet in the world of the MMA. I mean, you know, one thing that's been a topic that we've yet to really get to talk about is, uh, you know, I respect the decision, but man, did Glover Teixeira shoot himself in the foot? <laughs>
1: No, I think the UFC did him dirty more than he shot himself in the foot. God damn cat, don't shake my whole stand here. Um I really think the UFC did him dirty in the sense of he said he would accept the Yan fight. He said, not a problem, I'll, I'll fight him. If Ankalaev is the opponent that you want in this title bout, give me an extra month. The style's way different. I uh, you know which I disagree with that take. I feel like if anything, Yan and Yuri are different than Yuri and Ankalaev. I feel like they're more similar than. But either way, beyond that point, I feel like it, it was a respectable ask. Right, he said, "I'll accept one of the, you know, one of the two potential opponents. If not, give me an extra month, and you know, we'll do it in Brazil." I think he said. They went against that, clearly, and here we are with Glover just completely off the card. To your point, Kyle, I don't know if you had said it on the show or earlier while we were talking, Glover's not a young dude no more. For him to kind of back his way out of this title bout, whether it was intentionally or just the UFC kind of dicking him around, it's it's unfortunate. That's a light way to say it. You know, I'm sure that's not what he wanted at this stage of his career is to be delayed another couple months, you know. Um, but that being said, I don't know. I don't know how to feel about it. I like the matchup still, but it was a matchup we were already going to get, right? So it's kind of like, uh, I don't know. It sucks that Yuri got hurt. That's kind of the biggest thing that sucks, I feel like, out of this whole situation. I feel for Glover and the, all of this, but. It, it is what it is they got to keep the ball moving they need a main event. They didn't want Jan in the title bout even though he's in the title bout which kind of makes no sense to me if it's that big of a deal you know what I mean but I don't know that that's kind of my biggest question in all of this is if you couldn't do Glover versus Jan because whatever it was a rematch or whatever the, whatever ran through their mind of why they didn't want to do that one again, then why can you do that? For the title with him versus Ankle it just—that's the thing that confuses me the most, I guess, in this situation. I, the matchmakers do all kinds of weird stuff, and cutting Glover out of out of it is what it is. I don't like it, but you know, that's what confuses me the most. Is it seemed like they were trying to keep Jan out of it, and now he's fighting for the title. Come you
2: know. and he was only asking for another what thirty days, right? I mean, yeah, I don't think that's too much to ask for, considering it's a very important fight. Right, but at the same time, to your point, I mean, yeah, I mean, low rain, no spring chicken, dude. It's not no, it's not a time I mean, where you want to be backing out of a fight, or in any case, you know, pushing it down the way. But yeah, I think it's just a that's a series of like unfortunate events with that situation. I mean, but hey. I think so. Here's the thing with that, I a series of
0: unfortunate events, yes, in a way, but at the same time, dude. It's also here's the thing I think it has more to do with the fact that the UFC doesn't like when people say no to them. Like, that, if we're really being honest, I think that that's is. what it boils down to. They don't like when you say no to them because it's not,
1: yeah. it's
0: not that different of a, it's not, dang, Siri keeps trying to talk to me. Um, but, uh, it's not, it's, I'm sure it's not that big of a, it's not that man. big of a wait time at all. Um, but at the same time, I, I don't even know how to put it, bro. It's just like, it's not even that long of a wait time. It's like you said, with how old he is, he doesn't have a lot of time to play with. So I also understand his point of view, wanting to be more, uh, selective of his matchup and things like that yeah, properly
1: but, prepared for a
0: no. And a hundred percent. It might be his
1: last title you know? shot.
0: Yeah. Well, not if only he's t- getting-
1: title, it might be his last fight in, gen- in general. You know, if he goes out there and goes out in a blaze of glory, you know, that very well might be the end of his, you know, MMA G- run. I mean, Well, not honesty, to mention, my big yeah.
0: thing with it, too, is like, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that Jan or Ankolaev aren't uh, deserving to be in that mm-hmm. spot, but how the hell does the former champion who was damn near knocking out the guy who was the champion how is he not in the next fucking fight? I don't understand. I don't that, that I, that's the part that's like mind the, blowing to me. Like I feel like uncle how I've, do you skip over him?
1: The uncle Ive thing makes sense because I know when Anthony Smith versus him were going, the matchup was being made between them two. It was kind of like either we'll either go Jan or we'll go the winner of this bout and. That bout kind of didn't really play out the way people wanted, and Smith broke his leg really early, and it just kind of wasn't, you know, what we had hoped for, or at least on my side. And uh, that being said, I get where they wanted Ankaliev in there, though, because he's on an incredible win streak. He's on like a eight or nine fight win streak or something, and one of the best divisions in the UFC at 205. You know, it might not be the most talent rich, but you know, whenever them big boys get in there, two hundred five, anything really over two hundred, there's a different level of respect put on these guys when they get in there yeah. and do their, you know, do their thing. So, it, I don't know, man. I, to your point, I, I really, I feel for Glover and all this, I really do. But I feel like he's probably still got next, and really, I was. Not surprised because it was such an incredible fight with the first one. It was almost fight of the year. It very well might still win fight of the year. But um, I don't know. I'm, I w- I was kind of surprised that Glover got the rematch. The fact that he was so senior in his career. He is so, you know, Glover's old, man. And they th- I think that's why they didn't want to put Jan in there is because they didn't want two older guys fighting for the title again when neither one of them are the rightful title holder at the current you know current time i think that's why they wanted on Ivan there is maybe we can get this you know 33 year old or whatever i don't, I don't know how old he is offhand but 33 ish uh, we and can get brother, him to win the title like 75
2: so it's just yeah
1: Well, if I'm not mistaken, he's 42 or 43 at this point. And that's really not young. You know, that's really getting up. But he's
0: fighting at, like, a great level, though, because he's beating the top guys in the fucking division, though.
1: Absolutely. And I don't don't disagree with that. I was just surprised. Like I said, I was slightly surprised when they rematched the fight back immediately and then for Glover to kind of get cut out of it in the long run is kind of like, I, I don't know, they, they did him so dirty. Uh, that's kind of how I, I feel the, the matchup kind of got pushed back and pushed back, you know, like the original fight was almost a year ago and now they go to do the rematch and, you know, here we are. I, I don't know. I don't know what to say on it, honestly.
0: I mean, we'll have to see because I mean, Yuri, Dude. they said that it's a bad enough injury that he's going to be out for A long time but you know (laughs) that's not the only thing that we've got going on man because this weekend the ufc's got a hell of a banger card that's gonna be on a damn fight night for goodness sake like uh
2: it's uh, trying to tell y'all i dig these free fights i dig these free fights yeah Yeah, but the the free
0: fights that actually have good fights on them though not that i not that i ever have a problem with watching somebody bang but i mean i'm looking through from the prelims to that and i mean you've got everybody from michael johnson to clay guida to uh, let's see angela hill's fighting on there and i really hope angela hill gets a dub in this one Uh uh Nico Price is in the, the main prelim. And then, I mean, honestly, when Phil, you look up.
1: And he's taking on Phil Rowe, not to interrupt you, but that's, a you know, like he's got a game-ass opponent, and it's a prelim fight. But like the prelims are ju- just as stacked as the main card on this one, and there's so well, many right. games throughout.
0: And then you it's got crazy. Eric Anders is fighting Docus on there. You got Dalize and Hermanson. You got. Matt Schnell and Nicolau. Then you have Brian Barbarina versus Dos Anjos, which, man, that fight scares the shit out of me. Um,
1: <laughs> can't, holy can't ske- God,
0: are those the real lines for that?
1: Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Lines, they? Crazy. They're like wow. 500 or some shit. Plus your, uh, 430
0: for Brian Barbarina.
1: Yeah. Yep. Crazy Damn. lines. And you, you one, possibly my favorite fight of the night that you, you uh missed on that card tie to taking on sergey Pavlovich. I, well um,
0: i was getting to that next that I, wow i did i jumped right over it But fucking, <laughs> that one. no that was the other one i was getting ready to name because i'm definitely i always love watching tie to fight but man I, these two dudes are gonna bang I,
1: and they got I, ties I, to
0: underdog in this one too
1: yeah i Rightfully so. I mean, Pavlovich has shown that, man, he's a force to be reckoned with himself. And I feel like this is a real step up in competition fight. So we'll see where it goes, right? Like his last one, he kind of steamrolled through Derek Lewis. So we, we shall see. You know, I feel like he's a very, very promising heavyweight, you know, potential contender. And I feel like if he's able to get through Tai Avasa whose uh, last fight was for the interim title with Gone, if I'm not mistaken and Mm -hmm. uh that was a hell of a war so ty at this point in ty's early stages of his ufc career i was very not sold on him i was like man he's just a big brawler that if he gets taken down whatsoever he doesn't know how to get up he doesn't know you know he's just big and swings with all that weight you know and as long as he's able to connect on people yeah he'll win the fight because he knocks people out but other than that he didn't really show any apparent skills to, you know, my untrained viewing eye, you know. But that being said, he has really progressed those uh, skills to a point where now I do see that he's actually setting things up in there. He's actually really uh, working his game. He may still be a big brawler that's lugging around and stuff in there, but he's able to defend a lot of these takedowns now. He's able to fight off a lot of these guys a lot better than he was in the earlier stages of his uh, MMA career or at least UFC for. Um, That being said, this is a tough matchup. I like to Avassa. I really do want him to win, but man, Pavlovich is a tough one. I really do feel like he's somebody that we're going to, he's going to be the next surreal gone type of character where all of a sudden he's in the top three of the division just perennially until, you know, whatever the circumstance be. But I feel like his skills are already at that level. He just hasn't made that step up in competition to be able to showcase it. So we shall see come Saturday. Right.
0: All right. Well, before we get out of here, let's make some picks on this shit. We talked about some of the fights we're looking forward to. Um, you got Kyle Docus and Eric Anders, who you got in short form. I think, uh, I don't know, man, I'm kind of liking Kyle Docus in this one. Maybe it's because I like his name, but Kyle Docus. <laughs> I,
1: I'm a big fan of both of the Dawkus brothers. I really am. I am really concerned, though, it, to keep it short about uh, Kyle Dawkus with uh, his knockout loss in his last one against somebody who else is fighting on this night, uh, Roman Dolidze. That's it. right. I forgot he's got he had that knockout last. That week. was that was bad. That was a rough one, and I know he took some time off, if I'm not mistaken. It's been like six to eight months or something since that fight, so it's been a decent amount of time. I'm sure he got his head and his wit back together and stuff, but that being said, man, you get your bell rung like that, and you're taking on Mm -hmm. another tough guy in this one, and I don't know, man. I really do like the Dawkus brothers. I really do want to see both of them continue their success throughout their career. I like their – I like their – their work mentality—they're no nonsense. Just get in there. Don't really muss and fuss. They just take on whoever's—you know—they're—they're they're good, solid fighters. But man, this is a tough one, honestly. But I'ma lean that way. But it's a tough one.
2: Who you got, J Bone? I'm taking Dacus, dude. I mean, Anders is coming off—he lost two in a row, also. So he doesn't yeah. really have the momentum here. So, in short form, I'm gonna go Dacus the battle for not number because, 8 not because i like his name Kyle i don't need your shit all right not i feel like I he's definitely the more skilled of the
1: two eric anders is more of just he when he's on he's on but when, he hasn't been on of, as of late so we we shall see
2: how come there's no – jay bones just players. on some
0: hater eight that's what it is he's how come on hater eight
2: no fighters named jordan
0: i i got I got one that I could say, but I probably I could. know that's why I said well I'll that being no said cool the Battle of number eight and Jordan's hater eight is uh up next you got Jack Hermanson versus Roman delse and you know what they got him as an underdog in this one too shit I might run me a nice little uh parlay up in his joint and uh I think Roman delse is gonna fuck Jack Hermanson up,
1: do you really? I mean, he can't. Like I'm saying, Roman De is really... Fuck him up
0: might fight. be a strong term, but I just yeah. feel like he's on momentum, though.
1: <laughs> he's definitely got the momentum on his side. But if you, if I'm not mistaken, Jack Hermance's last fight was that uh, Darren Till fight, right? Wasn't it, Darren Till? That he ran through. He ran through somebody in his last fight, and he looked like he had just stepped his game up, like entirely, and really uh, progressed his skills. I see Jordan over here typing it up. Am I right or am I wrong?
0: They're both coming off a win. I'm just trying to see.
1: Well I... No, I was Well, I, I who's was, the opponent. That's different. what I really care about. Who who Jack Kermanson wrote steamroll in his last one? I, I remember the that he just well, like laid it on it somebody, but here, I got it my phone right here too. I'm asking you guys while my phone sitting right in fucking front of me. Um, Either way, that's gonna be a damn good fight. It is. It's gonna be a damn good fight. It really is. Oh, it's Chris Curtis. That's Chris who Curtis. He just he steamrolled Chris it. Curtis, the action man. <laughs> he he just beat him up bad. It, I don't yeah. know if you guys remember that one or not, but that was a that was a rough one. And uh, I feel like Jack Hermanson has really stepped up his skills. He's worked his way into the top echelon of the division. He's you know kind of stuck around that top ten for a while now. I feel like Roman Deleuze is a tough matchup for him, but I feel like his overall game is going to be able to get him the win in this one.
0: I just, all I'm going to say, dude, is that that guy put on a fucking clinic in his last fight. Good Lord <laughs> Almighty. Yeah, that was like a, that
1: was a brutal fucking beating. Yeah, it was. Yeah, it was. That was a bad one. That's why I was like, man, he's like of all the people right now, he's on a roll. Like, I don't get what, me wrong,
0: I yeah. I know what Jack Hermanson's capable of. Like, don't get it twisted. Right. I'm just saying, I feel like his momentum is gonna be able to get him a dub in this one. But man, Hermanson's oh, gonna be uh, right. Hermanson's too, gonna Roman be a Delize test for him.
1: Beat, after Dacus, he beat Phil Haas. I remember when Phil Haas fucked up his knee? And fought through mm-hmm. the knee injury, and then he got knocked out. that that's who he got knocked out cold.
2: Game. Yeah, look, I'm I'm, a, I'm an analytics guy, dude. So DeLeesa has won five out of his last six. Hermanson, three and three out of his last six, but never out of his last six has he won two in a row. He's coming off a win, so All
1: history right. says.
2: This smart is the one that he going on right.
1: Understandably so.
0: Look smart at this money. guy calling Yanni the Greek, we're J-Bone right. the J-Bone.
2: Nope, we're, trust, we're, trust me, I ain't got smart money. Don't play my parlays, I advise you. <laughs> oh, you one. should just
0: play the ones that I say I'm going to play and then don't play like I did the fucking yeah. one with O'Malley and cost myself 500 bucks.
1: The, the fight on, that I wanted to ask you guys about, though, the most, because I know we kind of cover all the big ones, but uh, Amanda Hibas versus Tracy Cortez. How you guys feeling on this fight? Kyle,
0: uh, okay, so I'm going first. Um, so I, uh, I don't know, man. So Tracy Cortez is interesting to me. I, I like watching her fight. I think she's interesting to watch fight. But Amanda Hebos is a fucking killer in that division. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is going to be a good fight for uh, Cortez to really test where she's at. Um, I feel like Hebos is really going to show whether she's ready to be in the deep end or you know she's still on her way up.
1: Yeah, that's that's why I like the matchup is because I feel like Amanda Kivas already had a main event already, you know, got that big star push and stuff from the UFC and stuff. And then since then has kind of come off a bit of a skid um, is looking to, you know, of course, make her bounce back. I feel like she's still definitely a fan favorite to uh, some extent. And then Tracy Cortez undefeated in the UFC. To your point, Kyle, maybe has definitely taken on some lesser competition on the uh, the rise to that undefeated record. But as of now, is finally making her move into uh, some real fights. And um, I know in her last one, I was I was nervous about that as well, you know, for for her undefeated streak, as you may say. And uh, I don't know, man, I, I, I just like this matchup. I feel like they did a really good job with this one. And uh I'm excited to see who's able to uh, come out victorious in this one.
2: You guys ready for my analytics? Yes, all let's right. hear it. Cortez has won her last 10 pro MMA fights. Yeah. Last six, all by decision. So that right there, you got you got to work against that. So if I'm he boss, I'm taking it to the ground. I'm going for a submission, try to work her out, man. But this is a step up in competition for Cortez as well. So
1: yeah.
2: I'm not sure who the favorite is on that one, but if Eboss is the underdog, I'm taking her by sub. So. According
0: to the odds they have on here, it says, uh, no, nah, it's a pick them. It's minus 105, minus yep. 115.
1: All right. Who's bye. got the 115? Who are they thinking was slightly higher odded? Uh, Eboss. Eboss. Okay. And
0: He-Boss is ranked lower
1: too. Take her by um, sub. Sprinkle a little money.
0: Okay, Yanni. Fucking, the, you want <laughs> to sprinkle. Cool. You want to sprinkle. Me, you need to be sprinkling some money on Brian Barbarina versus Javier Dos Anjos. Holy yeah. shit. The odds on this one are insane. Minus Look, 560 man. for Dos Anjos versus Brian Barberina, who isn't uh, ranked, and you're getting a plus 430. But let's not forget, Barbarina is the one that beat the shit
2: out of Robbie Lawler. Look, I'll tell you what, after we get done with this show, we won't do it on the air, but after we get done with this show, we'll throw together some parlays. We'll throw it up on the Twitter machine, and we'll uh, we'll have our official knockouts and three-counts parlays up, and you guys can pick yours. I'll pick mine. Corey, you pick yours. We'll see if we can uh, win some money and who uh, takes our bet. Who's going to take the risk? I'm chasing the money, so I'm going to be taking guys that never even won by submission for submission. So. <laughs> Follow, follow my bets, guys, if you want to lose all your money. Follow my bets below. left. <laughs> you want to be poor? Follow J-Bone's parlays. Let's go. <laughs> I think that might be the clip for this
0: show. But uh, speaking of parlays, bro, how are you feeling about Stephen Thompson versus Kevin Holland?
1: Man, I feel like Kevin Holland feels like the UFC is doing him a favor, right? Like, finally no wrestlers finally somebody that's not going to try to just take me down and just you know the the one thing that kevin holland seems to love to do is run his mouth and throw his hands right and he seems pretty good at it too but uh that being said one person that i may argue is better at throwing hands and feet is a wonder boy thompson so that being said i i'm a big fan of trailblazer kevin holland himself i've talked about him many many times here on the show love the way he uh looks at the game the way he kind of talks about it even the way him and uh wonder boy are going back and forth and stuff i don't know if you guys seen any of that stuff but they're they're being real friendly going into this fight very friendly and uh i don't know man i i feel like this is kevin holland's thinking that this is just going to be an easy fight he may not be actually thinking that you know but he may be thinking oh i at least get to not worry about the wrestling and this that and the other yeah but you got to worry about a world-class kickboxer that's also really good at mma that's been you know fighting at the top level forever fought for the title multiple times has taken on you know the who's who's list of you know mma stars in his division throughout the right but to
0: play like devil's advocate i mean it couldn't have been a better time for him to catch wonder boy either because now you kind of know yeah. like what he's going to do and catch timing and all that kind of stuff i mean if you were going to fight wonder boy i'd argue now would be the time you'd want to fight him
2: that's for sure especially for if sure. you're
0: a guy like kevin holland who let's be honest he's hoping he's going to catch a knockout
2: yeah and he would he would like to because you know the fight that, he com- that he's coming off of with hamzat was ridiculous. He's got to make some kind of statement. That's <laughs> so he got, all he there was, is to it. Back out there and really show him what's up. So, kind of feel like the pressure's on him, to be honest.
0: I think there's pressure on both of them because I feel like if Wonder yeah. Boy loses this fight,
2: he they're not going to keep he putting
0: really, him in there with big names like that.
1: Yeah, he really looks like he. It, depending on how it happens, right? If it's a war back and forth and he shows his grit, but just ends up losing in either a decision or you know TKO or something late or something like that. I I feel like Wonderboy is really at that stage where he's like either show your grit or, you know, not necessarily your grit, but show your staying power or your kind of one foot and out the door type of mentality, you know, one or the other. And at this stage of his career, I can tell he's still taking it serious. You know, you can tell in his interviews and stuff like that. He's definitely prepared for the fight and everything like that. But uh, I don't know, man. I feel like out of the two, he's probably got more to prove that he's still, you know, got this, you know, that he's still able to do this. But at the same point, Kevin Holland technically should have more gas in the tank, you know, in his MMA longevity. And if he comes off a loss in this one, I don't know. Do we, you know, he already retired once, you know, and then came back because of a potentially favorable matchup, whatever the circumstance was, makes his return. But, is he does he just fight this one and say, Hey, I, I guess I'm not cut out to make? I it think the that fight. was a money and play, yeah, yeah, it very well could have been. But he got fat, apparently, he got fat checks for taking the Chimaev fight. So, if it's just, a I'm money sure he fight, did. I mean, the know, UFC's
0: like, always, I mean, the UFC's always rewarded it, and we already have seen what happens when you don't take it with what we talked about with uh Glover right. in this one, mm-hmm. so. All right, who are we taking in this one? Are you taking Kevin Holland or are you taking Thompson?
1: Uh, I want Kevin Holland to win. I feel like Wonder Boy's gonna maybe outstrike him.
0: So you're taking Wonder Boy. Who you got, J Bone?
1: If my dollars are taking Wonder Boy, my that heart, that beating part in my chest, it, it says Trailblazers getting a dub come Saturday, yeah. but I don't I'm not confident. <laughs> mm.
2: Well, I'm confident i'm taking holland by tko all
1: right
0: you know what dude i love steven thompson but something about this matchup just tells me that kevin holland's gonna throw some big wild ass haymaker and like time him and catch him i feel like and knowing kevin holland I could see him winning by knockout or submission via dropping him and then trying to submit him versus trying to finish yeah. him strikes. So, yeah, I, could I see don't know that
1: for sure. I, could, I really kind of
0: think uh, Kevin Holland gets this one. I feel like the reason, only reason being, I don't know that Wonder Boy's chin can take a punch from him. Now, yeah. if Wonder Boy just comes out and kicks his head in the third row, that's also possible too. <laughs> but uh, if I had to bet, I don't know, man. Something tells me I think. I think Kevin Holland catches him and he catches him by knockout. But I still yeah. stick by what I said. The odds on that Barbarina fight are fucking insane. Wow.
1: What's, what's like, your guys' picks on that? We didn't make a quick uh, quick analysis to pick on that one.
0: I mean, I want to say RDA, but he hasn't really done good at 170. Mm-hmm. And Brian Barbarina isn't coming in there to win a decision. He's coming in there to knock RDA's fucking head off.
1: Right. Yeah, right, absolutely, and I, I feel like the big thing is, is RDA going to be able to get him down or not? That's going to be the difference in this fight. I feel like RDA is going to be shooting takedowns, trying to win the the fight on the ground, and if Brian Barbarina is able to uh, reverse that momentum, kind of potentially end up on top, or even just stuff a couple takedowns and kind of show him like, hey, we're not going there, and then it, try to implement his game. I feel like those odds are just enormous for no reason like not for no reason i feel like rda is the more skilled fighter of the two but brian barbarina brings some real uh and that's why i'm saying if there were one to
0: throw some money on that guy could win by knockout
1: yeah but i've also struggled i've seen him struggle with getting back up once he's taken down so oh no i agree like i mean
0: if, if rda is able to implement his game Barbarina's in trouble, but if Barbarina says "fuck his game" and walks across the cage and starts throwing bombs at him and can catch RDA in the first couple minutes, yeah, it could be a big problem for RDA because his chin's already shown to be chinny. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah,
2: a little bit. that's true.
0: So we'll could have to script, see. Script but that money on there early before the lines change, man. You're not kidding, dude. I mean, that again—that's where to put your money at. Make sure you're spending your money with Michigan's finest, G3 payroll. Until next time, and in the in-between time, I don't want to go to work. It's sad but true, damn it. Hit the subscribe button. Peace.